Now I'm okay. just going to sort of have a look. Your your levels are fine. My levels are fine. I'm going to worry about it. All right, cool. When you're ready. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the red carpet at the conditional release programs, night of nights, day of days, evening of evenings, depending on what time of the day you're listening, and you are listening to us right now due to the magic of the democratisation of radio. It's a dazzling array of the freedom movement's ugliest, most desperate, and most despised. It's the inaugural, and that means first for those in the movement, the first conditional release program's cookies award for the most cooked, the most shamelessly narcissistic, the most hopelessly delusional. Yeah, you see, the police tried their best to stop this, or maybe they didn't. I'm just going to go with whatever gets us more clicks, you know, a bit more clout, more clout, you know. Either way, Jack and I have both squeezed into our dinner suits with a shoehorn and plenty of lube, just like our good friend Simeon Boykov. We have to be his friend, otherwise he'll kill us. Yossi Cossack, <laughs> looking like he was uh, at a casting call for Batman villains. Of course, the Penguin. The Penguin, yeah. Has to the be penguin. the Penguin. And just like the Yossi Cossack, we've traipsed the red carpet with our stunning bells dressed in their best frocks that we handpicked exclusively from a Lithuanian dating website, all <laughs> for a modest fee and the promise of an Australian work visa that we'll forget about the moment we bundle them back into an Uber at the end of the night. Oh, it's the way, it's the way of the game, mate. So, look, we did a quick head count, and there are 12 here for dinner, which by Monica Smith's calculations is approximately 3 million, 3 million people. Yeah, about 3 million. That's almost two Sydney Harbours, 30 MCGs, and more Olympic swimming pools than I care to count. Uh, not that we'd be able to enjoy them with the deep state taking our freedoms and smothering us with COVID mist. Yes, it's been a tragic fortnight. And as our guests furrow their brows and muse over whether they'd like the chicken or the fish, suspecting it's a trick, we'll speak only in superlatives as we award them for their contributions they've made this year to increasing lockdowns, ironically. Oh, freedom, mm. whoops. Yeah, they did Killing that. Killing ICU beds. Yeah. Idiots. Idiots. Demanding horse paste and being cunts. And then, of course, <laughs> denying the existence of a pandemic that even a three-year-old could work out with a bucket of Play-Doh and a box of crayons. And just a quick reminder, Joel will be mysteriously going to the toilet on numerous occasions and staying an inordinate amount of time while he's there before returning and talking really fast, discussing irrelevant topics he knows little or nothing about, but sounding really, really confident. Sorry, what was that, Jack? <laughs> no, you just got back. You just got back. Yeah, I just got back from the shitter, mate. There was a long line, I mean, a long queue to get in, <laughs> to get in. Arvi was in there forever. Oh, yeah, well, that does make sense. He might have a bladder problem, Joel. He's a very small man, and he's likely to have a very, very small bladder. It follows. It follows. Uh, so without further ado, we bring you the cookies. This is where the orchestra music would be if I could be fucked. <laughs> Not going to happen. Dun, not, dun, dun. not this week, listeners. Not this and, week. I'm not editing shit. And, and look, our first, our first award goes to the video chroniclers of the freedom movement, those artists with cameras who told it like it isn't and filmed it all so we could see for ourselves their commentary was completely full of shit. Completely. It's the cookie for best cinematographer. Hey. And the nominees are... The real Ruction Fernando, who, he's the most popular by far. He gets the most views. He's got the most fans. People love him. Stop in the street. He's probably got a girlfriend out of it. Possibly his first one ever. (laughs) This is despite the fact that his footage is fucking awful. Terrible. The commentary makes no sense. If it makes any sense at all, it's propaganda at best. And the guy, like, 
I think the only reason they've got a stabilization device, shaky footage, wind, just like the there's wind in Melbourne, mate. Here's a fucking thing. Get a wind protector. Just fix your sound up, just, Fernando. You just shut yourself up, man. Better be a bit more professional. It's just painful. So basically, he's a propagandist for idiots, and he has no idea how to use his gear. He doesn't deserve to be on this list, but he's nudged in there just by sheer brute force. He also, of course, cuts his live feed when things look bad for some cooked idiot. Just, oh, fumbling. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, my internet <laughs> must be down. No, ruction. We know exactly what's happening. And, of course, the famous moment where he asked if anyone could see a neo-Nazi to a neo-Nazi. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, sir. Are you a neo-Nazi? Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking idiot. Uh, and a personal favourite of mine, Joel Gilmore, oh, bless his heart. who manages to make half decent content because he has an expensive iPhone. He's like the Bradbury of them; like he's just stumbled upon being <laughs> half decent because he like mum bought him a phone. <laughs> he also cuts footage, just like Ruction, when the optics are bad. Yeah, he's basically just a rebellious teenager and a complete dope. But uh, he got his nomination specifically for when mm. the movement attacked. Uh, the Northgate Plaza, and he was there to chronicle it all. I wasn't And got to. absolutely destroyed for his <laughs> painted on eyebrows by the <laughs> cops. And we'll have a little bit of footage uh, that, we, that we'll play there. The cops just said, hey, have you ever seen that Seinfeld episode? Yeah, that was oh. very, very good. Yeah, they called him Uncle Leo. Is yes, it okay if I do sit down with my legs a bit shaky? Did you draw those eyebrows on that? <laughs> uh, don't, don't even. Uh, I, I was uh, honestly on the top that night and uh, tried to do my eyebrows. It didn't turn out very well. <laughs> But I'm glad you can make some humour out of this. I appreciate that. Do you watch Seinfeld? Sorry? Do you watch the YouTube Young Seinfeld? I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know it. But I'm glad you can find some humour out of that. I appreciate that. Google, Google, YouTube, Seinfeld, Uncle Leo, and all that. What about my eyebrows? Here, here. Shh. <laughs> right, where's your, uh, where's your nurse? She left. Absolutely owned. Absolutely owned. Very, and then we have old Chris, Chris Coveries de Bruin, who is almost definitely on the spectrum. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but damn, it shines through. I mean, he makes these weird conversations about the weather. Hey, excuse me, Mr. Protester, do you want to talk about the weather? And it's this weird, like, you know, we, we're not here for the reason we are here. You know, don't let the cops know we're here for a protest, despite the fact that you're wearing a fucking T-shirt that says adrenochrome on it. Like, you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know, oh, that's a really nice dress, he says. It's a, just for no reason. But Chris goes Chris goes to the protests with nobody there. And nobody's actually watching his feet. But he still goes. Like, he'll take the day off it's to commitment. go to a cooker protest in Sydney. Because Sydney, nothing happens in Sydney. Sydney's a dead dead zone. Like, you know, you, if you're either in Melbourne, you know, like bloody ruction getting filleted in the town square, bloody, you know, Fed Square or whatever. But Chris gets nothing. But he still goes. Yeah. The thing that annoys me with Chris, and I think this takes a few points off him, is that he pretends to be a centrist, he pre- pretends to be objective, but come on, dude, you yeah. have 4chan politics. We know this. It's so clear. But at least you pretend to be a centrist in a way that isn't as embarrassing and pandering as fucking ruction. Points for, points for Chris, though. He knows his gear. He knows his gear so well that he even awkwardly tries to talk about gear with the other less technically adept streamers who just bought <laughs> shit on Amazon and just plonked it together. So he'd be like, oh, that's a, a gimbal 3.0. And they're like, ah, yeah, <laughs> it probably is. I mean, thanks. But 
of course, he was also just like Gilmore, absolutely destroyed Ooh. by police at that road stop. Ouch! Was that like the trucky strike or something? I don't remember. Uh, look, he was at a roadhouse, uh, yeah. being, uh, just receiving the sternest dead lecture. Uh, just done in. <laughs> just heard from a senior copper. He's going, look at you, look at you. Well, come away and have a good think about yourself, man. It was brutal. It was brutal. And then the video, of course, trended on Twitter with like lots of like Australian minor celebrities saying, you know, who's this bitch? And it was just rough. I, I felt sorry for him on that day. But look, at the end of the day, he makes much, much better content because regardless of whether he's filming three people in a town square or being told to fuck off from a client rally he was definitely not welcome at, he actually knows his shit. He knows his gear, and that is why the winner is Chris Coveries. Hey, well done, Chris. But Chris can't be here tonight because he's still being dad lectured by a member of the New South Wales Police Force and nodding his head in the right places Aww. and looking sad. He did look so sad and it kind of broke my heart because I got a soft spot for Chris. I know, I think that a lot of times that he goes and he borderline docks his climate protesters, he doesn't really know the implications of his actions. Talking about it. But, um, but yeah, no, I think that was a, a very fair win. Fuck Ruction. Fuck him. Fuck you. Fuck you, Ruction. And moving right along, we have the the foreign uh, foreign part of the cookies, the most cooked actor in a foreign film. This one's in subtitles. And <laughs> this indeed, American American Southern drawl for a yes, lot of exactly, it. Yes, exactly, yeah. Uh, and the nominees are Joe. Well, we have Alex Jones, who is absolutely getting a mention because of his Australia Has Fallen uh, series where he – interviewed people like Simeon Boykov and Monica Smith, asking them really boneheaded questions about how Australia is a totalitarian state and just editorialising because Alex Jones is a notorious liar who just makes shit up and says it like it's fact because he's a... And and when he gets pulled up in the courts for his lying, he says, oh, I was just having a psychotic episode. I'm very, very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's done it again. There's there's more legal stuff there that he's talking about. But he's a veteran. He's a veteran. An imbalance of medication. He commands Um, our respect due to his longevity. (laughs) Yes, he's been around for a very long time, as has Roger Stone, who's got Richard Nixon tattooed on his back. He sure Uh, does. And he's just in the business of destabilising the West entirely. He's destroying Um, society. He is having some problems at the moment, it must be said. Uh, And uh, (laughs) owes $2 million to the IRS and they they don't say, oh, sure, take your time, mate, you know, just when you get. Just when you got it, yes. you know. So uh, he's uh, involved in a very, very funny auction, which we will talk about in next week's program. Yes, we will. Uh, selling off a bit of kit just to fund ways of getting him through his IRS problems and the manifest legal problems that he has at the moment. Oh, dear. And then we've got Lynn Wood, the southern belle of oh, the ball. he's who, a corker. Among other things, left Kyle Rittenhouse in jail because he thought it would make him more money on a fundraiser. Um, Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse fired him because he was insane uh, as a lawyer. And also, after all of this, he uh, tried to take the bail money, $2 million. He just filed to take it. And Kyle uh, took issue with that. Yeah, it's, um, don't think that's don't think that's yours there, Lynn, old buddy, old champion. I mean, he doxed his son on Telegram, uh, basically saying, <laughs> "My right. son's not he talking to too. me. Maybe send him an email and convince him to uh, reconsider our uh, our relationship." Oh, he's and, just uh, had a belter. He's had a belter, hasn't he, he Lynn Wood? His his life is falling apart. 
in front of him. And yeah, um, in front of us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> like and just he found God. Imagine finding God and having your life falling apart and just having to accept the fact that now you found God. It's actually God's will and like somehow this is all meant to make sense. It's not good. <laughs> And speaking of uh, people in the midst of personal disintegration, oh, yeah. our final nominee is Mike Lindell, oh, yeah. the pillow guy. <laughs> and he's about to lose everything. But he's oh, yeah. doing it on his own terms. And yeah. that means smoking a lot of crack. Smoking <laughs> a lot of crack, staying up for days on end at bizarre election fraud conferences that he's put together with no technical <laughs> ability except for maybe a couple of dudes that he met on 4chan and genuinely burning out like sparkler dust being set on fire. It's great. And, <laughs> burning bright, and, burning and the winner is Vladimir Putin. Hey. We couldn't give the cookie to any of the nominees as they'll all be bankrupt and shamed in court by this time next year. While their bestest buddy after Donald Trump, Vlad the Impaler Putin, keeps on marching on, including, but not restricted to, marching on into the Ukraine. He loves that. He just loves it there. Like, you know, <laughs> do, do they have nice food? Like, what is the deal? Just it's, really- it's all about it's all about the real estate, I think, you find, Joe. And, and they like us, gas too, I think. And, and that takes us to... It does. It's a very important award, this one. Very the important. Pete Evans Perpetual. It's actually sponsored by the Biocharger Lamp, which uh, Pete sold a couple of before, <laughs> before he was ordered... <laughs> he was ordered to take them down and pay a huge fine. Wasn't that sad? I think oh, he had that twice, actually. Yeah. It's the Pete Evans Perpetual Award for the best grifter in the movement. The Pete Evans and Perpetual cookie. Up first is Monica Smith, who is oh, a yes, famous she grifter. This. She is wonderful. She will turn anything into a fundraiser. And let's face it, she's raised $300,000 in legal fees while her... Lawyers were working pro bono. Hats off. Round of applause for that Incredible. alone. Incredible. And the thing is, is that she didn't have to actually be in jail. The whole time she was in there whinging about getting money, she was on bail conditions that really didn't anyway. We all know the story. <laughs> it, was, it was a complete farce. And it's fucking she, embarrassing. But she became, she became Anne Nelson Mandela in, really in many did. ways. You know, she, she did, what was it, 28 days, hard time on remand. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's one of those things where she's just perpetually trying to take money. She's had this great thing where she said, you know, oh, we're going to release the receipts. We're going to release all the receipts and all the Mm. costs. So she released these like slightly redacted receipts from like the printers and stuff where she was doing her like, you know, you can say no pamphlets and shit like that. But then just sort of gave up on it. It was like, oh, okay, that's like a week. (laughs) Oh, hang on. Hang that, on, there's some stuff here we don't want to make public. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's transparent enough, I suppose. But um, and then, of course, you know the political party. Yeah, I mean, she, she started a political party and then didn't. Yes, uh, took the cash for membership uh, and promised to refund it to anyone who asked for a refund. Yeah, money. That's not how electoral or consumer law works. No, you know? no, it really, really isn't. All and you can just the money needed to go back. That you get back and be like, oh, you want a refund, do you? Oh, so you hate freedom. Okay, cool. So uh, what a, what a send worth, me a form that says how much you hate freedom. nominee she is. Hasn't she just put in the hard yards this year, Jar? She's been very good. She's been very good. She's, she's the patron saint of the movement grifters. And next up, Nick Banjo-Patterson. 
Yes, Nick Banjo Patterson, his Christian <laughs> militia group, the Peacemakers. Good old Nick. He's facing a whole heap of charges in the courts. Uh, I think about eight counts of uh, four counts, four counts of assault police. Never mind. But uh, he's moved moved on from that. Put his hand out for money after his arrest, <laughs> you know, and got quite a lot of it. He's a classic grifter, you know. He's born for it. Going hard on the Bible references, you know, this is a guy and this, this is an MMS folder, you know. I it's mean, so like that though. Like if you're going to do a grift, what's the best grift? It's age old, tested in time. Yeah, Old Testament. Grab the Bible, the go hard. Grift. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it'd be, if he, he was ever asked about the Bible, it'd be like Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, I like the Old Testament and the New Testament. They're about the same. I like yeah. them about the same. And I couldn't actually quote anything from the Bible I'm not, because. I'm not too you know. sure of that. He's actually kind of terrifying. If you see him speak, he's got like a bit of a greatest hits flashcard of like all these terrible Bible quotes, and they're all terrifying and violent. He's yeah. such a terrible person. I don't know. Maybe just maybe just consumed the uh, children's Bible while he was while he was awaiting medical treatment for uh, for the belting he copped at the hands of the police <laughs> earlier this year. Ah, uh, well yes, well and uh, he, of course, has put his hand out for legal fees despite being so broke. No, he qualified for legal aid. Once again, asking money for legal fees when you actually don't have to pay legal fees. Just the cheek on these people's fucking yeah. people. And speaking of cheek, one of the cheekiest characters in the movement, Rafael Fernandez. Raph. We cannot let you go past without a little bit of a thrashing. Because yeah. The uh, owner, founder, creator, lead, inspirational model, and general, uh, you know, light on the hill of Belliarchi, which is his brand that is believe and achieve mushed together into a word. <laughs> He's trying to start a commune and a cult, which I think is a pretty incredible grift, but here is what's on his website. He sells rocks. He sells bracelets made from rocks. He sells necklaces made from rocks. He sells hoodies. He sells T-shirts. He sells wow. tank tops. He's he sells hats. Stuff. He sells candles. Oh. He sells candles with rocks in them. Oh, he sells beauty. a mystery box for 100 bucks or 50 <laughs> And this is my favorite part. On his website, there's categories, right? There's shop. There's blah, blah. You know, And there's a freedom tab. Click on the freedom tab. What do you get? T-shirts. <laughs> what, what a tremendous grifter. And he's had a what, huge year as well. What sells? Uh, that what, like, Shungite must be walking out the door. Yes. Well, I mean, the fucking thing is like he's got this like study kit, which is full of like Shungite shit, and it's sold out. Like it, it implies that someone's bought it, which is incredibly upsetting. Oh, look, but- I, I, I just know it's a grift, but I really want to – I'm thinking about buying that mystery box because you just know whatever's inside it <laughs> for 100 bucks, It's not going to be 100 bucks with it. No, no, it's no. Not. It's not on it's the list for not. no reason. I mean, come on. A mystery so, box. Mm. Now, we're going to declare – Drum roll, drum roll, Joel, drum roll, Joel. I'm going to let you do the announcement. The winner is Nick Banjo-Patterson. Yes. Well done, Well Banjo. done, well deserved. You really put your fucking hand out when you went to went to jail for a bit, mate. You were absolutely milking the fuck out of it. And look, the temerity to crowdfund for legal fees and then just not mention the fact you had legal aid. Like, you could say, mate, can you donate to our, you know, Christian militia and help <laughs> us, I don't know, be a militia? That's fine. And I get that. But you just lied. And what was that thing that they said? 
thou shalt not uh, tell a porky pie when you're in jail and you're fucking <laughs> or, milking money or, out of people. Or steal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just, I don't know. But or, look, or, or bear false witness, uh, you know. Look, let's face not it. attack police. He just didn't know this was going to be publicly available information. And I get it. I mean, if you're going to lie, you should be smart enough to know the implications of it. But Banjo is not smart enough to know the implications. But look, I'm just going to say here is a bit of a disclaimer on this one. Yep. Fernandez, Raf is the runner-up. But yeah. let's face it, he's trying way too hard to win the award. Too hard. Too we don't hard. pay people that put their hands up. I'm sorry, but you, you know, we, we give it to the unsuspecting wonders, the, the underachievers that quietly sit there with their hand out and beg for money. Yeah. Arvi, Arvi should probably have won this hands down because mm. he has that perpetual fight the fine script. But you know what? Fuck Arvi. Fuck yeah, him. fuck Arvi. He's not fuck a journalist, Arvey. and that's why I wouldn't put him in there. You can get fucked. Yeah. You can get fucked, Arvi. And now. We put our horsehair wigs on and sit in front of a fake bookcase for this important award. It's the Just Crack Fund Me the Cash, I'll Prepare the Ritz Cookie for Best Legal Personality. And the nominees are, Joel. Yes, we have Nathan Buckley, who is a man that needs no introduction. So, of course, anytime you say that, you always give someone an introduction. It's just like that thing. Like, <laughs> a man who needs no introduction, no one ever stops there. No one well, ever stops his, there. His standard introduction in media is not the Collingwood, not the Collingwood former coach. Yes, exactly. Or uh, what will be now, disgraced former lawyer. I love, I love disgraced <laughs> former anything. Because he lost his practicing certificate, oh. at least for the year. It's suspended. Because you can't help but to get on the internet and say mean things about people. Oh, including a full group of Silk's judges and solicitors yes. in a lawyer mum's group where he threatened them with career suicide or something like he was going to destroy their careers destroy and do all these all things. And they just went, uh, what? no, that's that's hilarious. Um, um, he all, yeah, he yeah. said that. And he's none for it. He's no wins and all losses. The guy has charged hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees to basically just create bad legal theatre. It's fucking embarrassing. Not only that, but he's a completely awful individual. Like, that's he, nice. He's just a shitty person. He hates Matuk and Serene. Serene didn't get up this year because, let's face it, she's not a part of the legal fraternity. Not a lawyer anymore. Not, not a lawyer. Not a lawyer. Anymore. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> Peter Matuk, who somehow still is a lawyer, uh, they have a hilarious rivalry. And you'd think that it's the fact that Matuk is like you know like a lying grifter, a piece of shit, a bit of a con man. But realistically, it's actually just the fact that he's really pissed off that Matuk's getting all this money that would clearly have gone to Buckley if he just, you know, managed to harvest it. So, And he says that. He basically comes out and says, like, don't give Matuk money. Give me money. Yes. Matuk is bad. It's got it's got Monty Python's Life of Brian, um, <laughs> People's Front of Judea vibes all yeah. over it, really. You know, yeah. it's... Um, you know. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it funny. is very funny. But we must make a note of the fact that he has raised approximately $800,000 oh, wow. in crowdfunding to get absolutely nowhere. nowhere. And yeah. just to give you an idea of how nowhere he got, the finding on his case was all of the asserted grounds of invalidity raised by both sets of plaintiffs have been rejected. And then Ouch. Buckley said... The court's corrupt. <laughs> All right, cool, That's mate. a fairly sweeping dismissal. And yeah. also nominated is the previously mentioned Peter Matuk for his never-ending grift. He took uh, credit for a failed high court application, hundreds of thousands of dollars and absolutely nothing to show for that. Constant weird TikTok videos asking for money. He's raised approximately $420,000. 
And in a judgment uh, found made against him, it, it reads, the application does not articulate in reasonably comprehensible terms the basis on which the applicant seeks the orders sought. The application is frivolous and vexatious. And the best, the best thing about that to me is the fact that he actually didn't write that submission. What he did is he got... Uh, like someone told him about it. He took credit for it, saying that he was doing the submission. <laughs> and then it turned out the submission was written by a five-year-old. And he just went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I guess that was them. Frivolous <laughs> and vexatious. What a fucking idiot. So speaking of fucking idiots, political parasite and uh, never-ending grifter John Larter the paramedic from the uh, Tumut area. Yeah, from the, yeah, from the town deputy, of Tumut in New South Wales. Deputy mayor for, I think he's a Liberal candidate. Um, absolute bottom uh, liberal, de- uh, liberal de- Well, yes, he's, he's now actually running as a Liberal, Demi- uh, liberal yeah, Democrat candidate. Right. Not sure where yet, whether it's a House of Reps seat or a Senate spot. It's going to go down hand up for John Ruddock's mob. He's going to get two fucking percent tops. So he's constantly putting his hand out for money in videos. And, you know, just social media posts and stuff like that. His quote is, he was uh, involved, uh, his case involved an expenditure on costs, which is on its face exorbitant, which was explaining the fact that if his too much money, Too much did, money raised. But if the lawyers did charge as much money as they said they did, then they owe him a remit because it was too much. Whenever a judge says that your solicitors have charged you too much money, something funny is going on because that is something they don't want to say. He also, this is this is gorgeous. He made a video suggesting that due to the police involvement in cancelling the Freedom Ball, which honestly didn't actually happen, it did. that there oh. should be a royal commission into it. There should be a royal commission into the Freedom Ball and then he used that video to try and make more money for his fundraiser. It's just incredible grifter. And he's raised around $300,000. And he's not even a lawyer. He lost and he got costs on him as well. So, you know, the fact that all that $300,000 apparently went to legal fees, which apparently are exorbitant, mm, there's a lot to be said about the money involved in this one. Mm-mm. Look, we look forward to uh, hearing a lot more from John Larder, basically just begging for coin yes, uh, yes, over absolutely. the next 12 months or so. He's so good and at And the that. winner, a little bit of uh, legal drum roll, is Nathan Buckley, not hey. the going good coach. And let's face it, <laughs> It's the first time he's had a win in ages. So long. And we think he could do with just a little bit of a push, you know, just yeah. a little bit of a prop, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he ruined something. his life for cookers and memes. So at least we, the least we can do is give him a nod. And to be fair, look, if he works really hard at his new job, which is not a lawyer, he might get employee of the month, you know. Like yeah. maybe he's probably going to Pro- tell people prob- to fuck off on a regular basis. He no. can't help himself. It's got him in this trouble now, like as if he's going to stop. And uh, our next award is the Gotterdammerung Cookie for swiftest downfall in the movement. Those who came and shat themselves and disappeared. Didn't they just? And the nominees are Anthony Kalouf, who stole the merch money and went to jail, cried in the dock like a little girl after getting (laughs) three months, eight months, but three months, uh, three months. Not parole, yeah. He has now, he's developed this incredibly unconvincing gangster swagger, yeah, you know, as a man who's, tough. you know, I've Ooh. done hard time. Yeah, that's he's it. You would know what it's like inside. He's done traffic fine money. 
He's done, <laughs> he's done traffic fine time. Uh, he spent donations on a lavish lifestyle. It might be for him, but it was like it was just pretty a sad. pretty ordinary four-star hotel and a few nights at the casino. Really, you know. It was you impressive. You've you got to worry about him if he ever does get his hand on any sort of real money. He'll just blow it. On, on uh, you know, just trinkets. Yes, and like, you know, incredibly mid-level prostitutes, I imagine. Yeah, there would have been strippers involved. I'm you would imagine say. there'd be strippers involved. It's a, such a great way to just see $1,000 turn into smoke. And look, when he got out of jail, just early November, he went to the Freedom Ball and got kicked out for sculling a jug of Coke. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> pathetic. I mean, look. What, 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 what are you doing? What are you well doing, done. Anthony? Well done to him getting in there. Proven anything? He was calling it the shill ball, which I quite liked. And it was the first time I ever actually liked Kalu for a moment because he's there taking the piss out of something that just really needed a good kicking. But it's that thing of like, okay, it needed a good kicking, but you're not the foot to do the kicking because you're actually one of them and you're just pissed <laughs> off you didn't get a fucking invite. <laughs> was fantastically photographed on the front page of The Australian too where he sort of stopped and did a pose. He just had the sort of $300 haircut as well, you know, <laughs> from the money that he'd knocked off. From the from the stolen merch, from you know, the fucking well, merch the, money. The Where's the merch money, money, Anthony? Where's the merch money? Where's the merch money, Anthony? <laughs> and uh, the other, or the other, well, one of the other nominees is just a just a fantastic human being, Joel. Lynn Bennett. Lynn Bennett. Lynn Bennett. Next level shit. So basically, she's the self appointed leader of this velvet revolution, which has wow. been her pet project for some time, which has basically just been her way of just channeling her sort of angry right-wing racist energy into something that has some kind of cohesive movement element to it, but never really got much traction as far as I can see. Um, no. I'm looking at this as a bit of a sort of like, you know, Twitter historian here. Some people have done some really good reporting on her last stuff that she was doing from back in 2015, which had a look at before recording this. But to be honest, she's new to me, but she ain't new to people who know the people but she was a sob sit back then she's a sob sit now but things are so different before it was like you know you had the snapping turtle wayne glue and a few other fucking assorted dickheads like rod Cullerton. but now i mean being a sob sit's kind of cool you know there's a lot of people involved <laughs> so she's going out making a name for herself by handing out cease and desist notices like an absolute champion all over places in victoria where all the cookers are going government house fucking supreme court we own this now you know they got like the Proper, you know, blood thumbprint, calls herself a Commonwealth public officer. Like, she's ticking all the boxes. She knows her shit. She's going up against Ricardo Bosi, which is incredibly brave. It's that thing of, like, you know, if you go to prison, like, punch the like the biggest guy in the yard, which is one of the <laughs> dumbest things the TV's ever taught you. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm, it's like, not a good idea. I just, you will, I just, you will, yeah. be, you will receive a serious amount of assault yeah. in return. You'll be shivved. It makes no fucking sense. So hopefully Bozer goes against her and there's a good rivalry because it's always really funny. But I do like the fact that she's using his own bullshit against him because like, what's a white hat? It's a completely made up thing that QAnon people like to talk about. But she's saying that he doesn't actually have command over the white hats. So like she clear, okay, in my opinion, she clearly knows that the white hat concept is complete horseshit, but she's just using it against him going, well, you've got a fairy tale, but I'm going to make a fairy tale that your fairy tale shit. And what's he going to say? No, I do have the white hats. I do. <laughs> so she's training sheriffs that will become Commonwealth public officers. So this is the thing that she's been talking about on Telegram. I don't think she's actually done anything about it, but this no. is something that already exists. They're trained to understand the common law, which is, of course, legal gibberish, and will be this little army of these incredibly annoying people that will be basically paying to be trained 
into just like a qualified dipshit who walks around with these fucking cease and desist letters and has a suspiciously scarred thumb from all the times they've drawn blood from their thumb. So <laughs> this is actually a thing that I can see that she's nicked from the Canadians because they have their whole, you know, common law sheriff thing because Romana Digilo is completely destroying the country. So Lynn Bennett, for me, I think she's gearing up to the Australian Romana Digilo. Strong contender here. She's she's doing some good shit. And she's like, she's like not a big fan of Islam. And this is something that she goes yeah. way back on. She's she's put that she's put that on the back burner. Put on the back uh, burner. Put it aside. Because you know, look, like the reason why she's in decline the reason why she's getting a nomination for for her decline is that she turned up at Victoria at, at, at the uh, Victoria's government house and with a motley crew of followers and issued eviction notices to an eviction notice to the governor and she said don't tell her she's got 24 rounds the governor general's got 24 and, so, and someone corrected and said governor he goes yeah yeah sorry governor yeah, oh yeah. and and governor general too yeah just a bit of both just thrown both in there, and uh, that was over a week ago, and nothing since. Yes. Nothing since. No, she's, you know, she's... I've, I've been keeping a close eye on Government House in Victoria, and the removalists haven't uh, haven't driven up, and uh, and the governor is still living there, as far as I can tell. So Lynn must do better. She is big on Telegram, though, but what I will say is that compounding that situation, that everything that she does is an abject failure, and someone's eventually going to notice. Also. Noticed uh, behind her was the police evidence capturing unit filming her intently. And I just have a feeling that she's about to get a knock on the door. So a swift downfall seems to be coming because despite the fact that Bozy is infinitely more dangerous, I think she may have just got yeah, a little too far. Yeah, sure, she could easily uh, go the Anthony Kalouf uh, pathway there with a few a bit of sobbing in the dock, job. It's going to be interesting. Going to be and interesting. the final nominee in this category, Pete Darrell Evans. Craggy Pete. Oh, Craggy Pete. He was making 800000 per year on My Kitchen Rules. He was making really God knows how much on product endorsements, books, you know, cookbooks and direct sales of old health nonsense. And then lost the entire lot. The whole fucking bit. Just a whole lot. Tries to make money from a paywalled health site, Evolve TV, that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. Hawks his house for overpriced tenant uh, for overpriced retreats. Yeah, uh, and people nonsense. are going to sit there and set up a two man tent. The best thing is, like, he's got the ones where you go there and you eat all this delicious grass fed salmon, and he makes all these delicious meals, and you go and swim, and you perm on his wife or whatever. And then there's the more expensive fasting one where you go there, but like the you cook doesn't eat. cook. No eating, no <laughs> eating. Oh, well, when you do have to cook too, you'd have to cook your own taco. I reckon it'd be a fair bit of BYO when he, you know, oh, he'd be making you do prep for sure. It's yeah, only yeah. a four thousand dollar weekend, but <laughs> you still got to chop the onions. He's probably invited <laughs> probably his two remaining friends over for dinner, and you are actually the cooks for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you're there because you're such a fucking cult member piece of shit. You're like, yeah. well, what else would you like me to do, Pete? Other dishes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Do it with your tongue. Fine, no problem, uh, Pete. It really just all fell apart when, when Craggy Pete started sharing neo-Nazi and Holocaust-denying yeah. sort of content. I mean, you know, who'd have thought that would be career suicide? Who would have thought? Well, that's the problem with being in an echo chamber. When you're in an adoring cult full of morons, you think, oh, maybe I should whack out the Jewish question now. Feels like the right time. Yeah, it feels, feels, like, a, yeah, it feels like a good time to make that, make feels, that point. Yeah, feels good. Feels uh, good. Yeah, look, I, 
I think I think the Nazis might be making a bit of a comeback. They actually kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you could argue that. Now, look, I wish I couldn't at least I his I books are still up on Booktopia. Yeah. Hello, Booktopia. Yeah. Yeah. Stop sending me fucking up. emails. I bought one book off you fucking 15 years ago. You <laughs> Stop it. Um, and look, he has got a decidedly craggy face. He's he looking. He looks like he's in his 70s, doesn't he? I wonder if the Botox has started working, though. The alleged Botox from the alleged Oh, He'll just look bloated. He'll just look like someone's just grabbed his ear and just just inflated his head. Just like the Um, Essex facelift where they have those ponytails that are incredibly tight. (laughs) Poor old Craggy Pete. And the winner is... Joel, it's Craggy Pete, Pete Evans. Evans. Yes. He's fallen further than anyone. Yeah, 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 he has. Yes, poor Pete. But he still has huge weeks, though. Yep. Big, big weeks. And big weeks. Gonna... And we'll have big weeks to come. Don't worry. <laughs> we're going to keep, keep a fucking close eye on that <laughs> misfit uh, throughout uh, our, our normal programming. Mm-hmm. And now we move on to uh, the slightly frightening uh, award the, the Callan Park Cookie for most terrifyingly insane cooker of 2021, and the nominees are Joe. We have Ricardo Bosi. Oh, you, know, yeah, you could all see that coming. This guy wants to be the fascist dictator of Australia and just goes on, and on about how he'd be all right. Everyone's corrupt except for him. No, he <laughs> he's the good guy. But of course, there is a caveat now. The the courts are corrupt, the politicians are corrupt, and yeah. everything needs to be changed because they're all pedophiles. But He's better because he's going to hang everyone he disagrees with. with I just want to interrupt you there, Joe. Look, he came out with a long list of journalists that he uh, that he said were going to be hanged. Ida Buttrose was and on there. I wasn't on it. You and were. I got to say, what's wrong with my neck, Ricardo? Hey. Aren't I, aren't I famous enough to get necked by you? Mate, you are going to fucking swing when they come into power. <laughs> you are going to swing so hard. You will be astounded how quickly they get to you. So this list, of course, includes journalists, as we just mentioned, but also medical practitioners, politicians, and academics. Mm. I mean, does this remind you of something? <laughs> the fucking Khmer Rouge <laughs> and yeah. Pol Pot? Uh, Pol Pot's Campuchia, yeah. I love, I love the Going idea. Going back like, to the you year know, dot with Ricardo Bozzi. But he's like, yeah, but it's not communism. I love markets. You're like, mate, it's the murder we have the issue with. The economic <laughs> system's coming a long distance second to my concerns. So the great thing about him, unlike Monica Smith, who didn't register a political party because she got into bed with Uncle Clive and stole the money because she's a grifting piece of shit. He hasn't registered his political party for way ballsier reasons. He's the leader of the Australia One Party, which is not a party. The reason why it's not a party is because he believes he doesn't actually have to register the party. Why is that? Well, because he's just going to overthrow the government, so it actually doesn't need to be registered. There you go. The Australia One Party is the party of perpetual 100-year Reich that he's in charge of (laughs) after we overthrow the fucking government. That is a fucking compelling reason not yeah. to register with the AEC. You gotta, yeah, look, and, and gets through all that bureaucracy, just cuts through all yeah, that yeah, red just tape. Cuts through. You don't need 500 members to do that. You just need 2 million <laughs> willing idiots with guns to overthrow the government. And, of course, the famous thing, which is that everyone he doesn't like or agree with is a pedophile. Mm, now, this is a course. classic. He's a very QAnon sort of guy. Lots of QAnon vibes. He has actual military training, just like Michael Flynn. He's a retired lieutenant colonel. Just like Michael Flynn, Huge no, well, not fan. quite. He's a little bit. He's a little bit junior no, I, in rank. I looked it up. He's he's re- retired lieutenant colonel. 
Yeah, but he's but he's done a major general. I mean, he's not a well, now general. <laughs> I thought that um that the Flynn uh, got that. No, part. he's a lift, lieutenant in this mean in 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 the lieutenant colonel means under colonel. If uh, you like. so, yeah, it's still not a bad rank though. I know it's uh, quite senior. Yeah, yeah. It's next quite step terrifying. general. Yeah, for someone who is. That fucked in the head to be a huge fan of Nuremberg 2.0. Oh, he loves Nuremberg 2.0. He repeatedly says will happen with the. He actually loves Nuremberg 1.0, but he just he doesn't seem to <laughs> doesn't seem to know what happened there. No, and it was all it was all a bit of a oh, all right. Oh, well, why did you hang the Nazis? Why? They were the good guys. <laughs> Are we the bad guys? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. he keeps on calling for these national shutdowns. The next one's on January third for three months. The last one was a day of disobedience on the 21st of December. Do you remember that day of disobedience, Jack? Did you I, I get, I did someone disobey you at I, some I, point? No? I, don't remember. no? I may have disobeyed myself at one point. Yes, but, yes. Um, but you're I don't, famous for I that. don't remember a bit. You know, it must be a little bit, a just, little bit of a problem for, so for no, Ricardo. But you can just imagine, going, like, yeah, the disobedience day hasn't worked all that well. It's basically just the day where a few cookers just go to Bunnings and just be fun and, and, yeah, and record and an, themselves and annoy Bunnings staff. That's yeah. all they're going to do. And of course, this is the whole thing: the white hats are in control. Everyone's a yeah. pedophile. We're going to hang all of our enemies. Very cute, all that queuing on bullshit. Mm. So he's got these white hat. Obsession with white hats. Who the fuck the white hats are? Who are in control? Who are all part? You know, all vested in the deep state, and he's at the head of that, pulling all the strings. And you know what? Total horse shit. But it doesn't matter because this guy's got a fuckload of people who like him to a point that worries me a lot. So yeah, strong contender. Strong. Yeah, strong, 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 contender, strong, strong, strong contender. Strong contender. And then uh, our next nominee is Simeon Boykov, the Aussie Cossack. He was oh. mates with Russian bikers, known as the Night Wolves. He's oh. mates with Russian spies. He's mates yep. with Russians in general. They're scary. He's Vladimir Putin's man in Australia. If Putin knew who he was or cared. Yes, well, he's too busy uh, counting his money. And, and the, Cossack, big, uh, the, big quote, the Cossack quote that he's given is uh, translated from Russian. Is, we have a unique opportunity to support Russia from within an enemy state. Oh, yeah, that's Australia. Australia. Enemy state. Yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the enemy state he's talking to. He's talking about us. Yeah, yeah. And another banger quote he came up with was, Australia is a very good country to promote a foreign agenda. He must have an ASIO file. Looks like the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I reckon, you know, with the, you know, 25 volumes plus the indices. Absolutely. Um, Yes, and he's mates with uh, Jim Salliam, who's a very, very normal person uh, who's uh, been around the <laughs> neo-Nazi movement for a long, long time. Yes, he's a veteran. Yes, he's a really, really charming individual. Boykov is terrifying, and Boykov is the kind of guy that if you hear Boykov's voice saying something along the lines of, it would be a shame if something happened to you, yeah. if you move state. Why don't I, why don't I give you a lift somewhere? Yeah, nah. No. <laughs> and next up, we have Karen Brewer. Ooh, I'm scared. I have nightmares about her. I feel like she slipped in the back. But the thing about Karen Brewer is she doesn't have the same kind of terrifying command that, you know, that, uh, that Bozy has. But the one thing that Karen Brewer does have is that she's all about taking action. And it's always terrifyingly vague. <laughs> so she's just a scary person. She's got these sort of abusive mum vibes. Yeah, that just she makes does, you think yeah. Like, the kind of mum that, like, 
makes the news because she actually punishes her children by trapping them in a basement and like messing with carbon monoxide or something. <laughs> pushing them in, front, them in the push them in, pushing them in front of mo- moving buses and things like that. Exactly. Know? It's like Matilda with like the fucking like the the the, the teacher who would like, you know, it's like put him in the chokey, the headmaster. <laughs> I mean, she'd have a chokey. She fucking would. Oh yeah. Everyone she doesn't like is a Demolay Freemason. Once yes. again, the same sort of thing with Bosie. Anyone you don't like is a Freeman. pedophile. Freeman. Anyone you don't Freeman's like, pedophile. Yeah. kill him. Just, just you know, just hang him, shoot him, whatever. The great thing is, is that she has this system of figuring out who her mortal enemies are, who their father is, so their surname, and where they went to school. Where did and she have this list of schools she doesn't like? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And she's completely obsessed with Anzacs, which is just fucking weird. But the one thing that makes Karen Brewer absolutely stand out is the way that she mocks people for not taking action. So you've got a lot of people in the movement who will be there saying, sign this petition, we'll get there, let's do a protest. And Karen's there going, what? No, pick up a gun. And you're like, oh, (laughs) fuck's sake, Karen. (laughs) Where'd you go to school? Yeah, use your inside voice when it comes to talking about rifles, Karen, because... It's not good. It's not good. All right, Jack. Well, I think you can uh, you can tell oh, us. Oh my, my God! What a list! What a list of nominees uh, who've just had huge years. Uh, huge years. And the winner is Simeon Boykoff. Oh. Not because he deserves it, but, be, but because we just got a call from someone who claimed to be from Russian military intelligence, who suggested it would be beneficial to our health and well-being if Simeon won the chocolates tonight. Yep. So well done, Simeon Boykoff, and thanks for the offer of a lift home. But we'll jump in a cab if that's all right by yeah, you. Yeah, for our health. For for our health. It's just just for our health. And look, it just the- take it just take it from a bit of a drive. You'd find yourself going through the blue mountains and on the other <laughs> side and then you'd pull up in the middle of nowhere and go, see that patch of ground over there? Yeah. Start digging. That's where you're going. Yeah. yeah. The Wake Coast Parkway for me, that's the thing. Like when you pull off to the side bit in the Wake Coast Parkway and you're just like, oh, so this is where I die. So <laughs> the fact that Karen didn't win is proof that both you and I are clearly Demolay Freemasons. Demo, I know I am. Mm. Where did you go to school? Yeah. yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy and where did you go to school? Huh? Yeah. 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 Questions. Questions. See? See how he laughs it off? It doesn't answer. That's no, sus no, as fuck. No, no, that's right. That's because I'm a demo late. You're Freemason. gonna swing, Jack. You're the swing. Uh, uh, the clue is in the handshake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the finger. It's the finger. <laughs> and now we've come to this: the climax of the night, and we can tell it's the climax because Simeon needs some tissues. Yes. He'd better get those stains off before he gets his penguin suit back to the rental company or lose his twelve dollar deposit. God forbid. It's the gold cookie for most cooked of 2021. And I feel like we should have a drum roll or a stirring rendition of horses or you're the voice. (laughs) Jesus, they got got terrible music, don't they? Or K-Sang, which is a great fucking song, of course, and I tried to appropriate appropriate that until Don Walker told them to fucking cut it out. Yes, and they still don't care. Fucking, they do the Twisted Sister thing, you know, we're not going to take it. Dee Snyder has actually come out on Twitter and told them to fuck off. Sued Clive Palmer successfully. Yes, did so, exactly. But it's great. Like, Dee Snyder is this amazing, fantastic lefty, doesn't put on too much of a stick, but fucking hates cookers, and they just keep on going because they don't care. Mm. Fucking hell. All right, let's start it off. All right, Joel. The nominees are Teresa Van Leishout. Australia's bikini-clad self-appointed Governor-General just needed her own police force, which she was in the business of arranging, getting the badges. 
and rudely put, interrupted oh, by other police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudely imposters. interrupted. The imposters. She's a huge fan of the gallows, of course, you know, hanging people in their thousands to achieve a better society. Fair, you know, fair. That's 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 what she's after. She was a for, she was formerly a Clive Palmer candidate until even that shit show decided she was too crazy even for Clive. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And oh, uh, she's she's had a, she's had a huge she, she has she's dropped off in the last six months. What with the uh, what with the imprisonment and all? Yes, there has um, been issues. There's been legal issues. But she's really funny because what she'll do, if she doesn't like someone on Facebook, and it doesn't need to be anyone in the movement or anything like that. It can just be someone who's giving her a bit of shit. She will unleash with the most feral string <laughs> of obscenities. She has a potty mouth to say the least, and she's she's famous for it. Like if you manage to rile up Teresa enough. She will go you, and it will be funny. And I'm just spewing that I never got there. I, you oh, know. look, and, and, and must be remembered also, in her pre-cooked state, she was a school teacher. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Oh, I had Teresa Van Weish out for, you know, grade two. Imagine <laughs> how easy it would be to get her attention two. in her class. They love freedom Ooh. until they're able to take it away. It'll be like, fucking Wednesday afternoon, you looked at me wrong. Look, she's definitely deserved a nomination for the gold cookie, Joel. Absolutely. Who else we got? Well, the next one is no more deserving than Monica Smith. I mean, <laughs> ding, 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 come oh, on, man. just call it now. Yeah. And she has genuinely contributed to social and political instability in Australia for her own personal gain. I mean, that cannot be understated. Nope. She. She's just basically thrown a knife through our society just because she thought it would give her clout and a little bit of fame. And it worked. She's got money, she's got adoring fans, and she's got, uh, I don't know, blood on her hands. Yeah, so, d- definitely does that. But the great thing is, like any good cult leader, is that she constantly makes these hilarious mistakes. She had that interview with, uh, I think it was Dr. Peter McCulloch or something, where basically he said, like, well, yeah, like COVID's bad. And she's like, oh, fuck, cut, cut. Cut 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 cut, 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 Embarrassing as fuck. She's admitted COVID is real, that it like apparently killed one of her mum's mates. Lockdowns worked, which was like, what are you saying? <laughs> this is, she's gone nuts. I mean, she just fucks up. But the thing is that like her, her adoring idiots are so, so brainwashed that they just don't even care. They don't really fucking notice. And of course, she just consigned a woman to death by self-immolation, when realistically, you know, in the real world, she only had minor injuries because she had an absolute fit and asked, the, you know, she asked the woman and she asked everyone else, what are you prepared to die for? And this yeah. woman said, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, cool, this, I guess. But instead of setting herself on fire, she just sort of tried to set her car on fire. It was a weird thing. I don't want to mock her too much because she's a severely ill person. But Monica... You took advantage of that illness. Yeah, you're, you're a real kind of responsible, shit. Monica. This is why you get the gold because you are an absolutely hollow human being. And it's this desperation to be famous. You know, she auditioned for Survivor. She wanted to be a travel vlogger on oh, YouTube, God. which is just to, you know, get paid to make videos of comp holidays. You can't like, write. She can't just, write at all. She's sort of almost no, a functional really illiterate. She and, is. And when you read some of her writing, even some of the travel stuff that she's written that she wrote years ago, it's just awful. I mean, yeah. it's just there's but, just, you know, sort of empty there's an emptiness in every sentence. Her talent is the fact that she speaks fluent idiot. And this is an interesting thing that a friend yeah. of mine, who I absolutely will not name in this situation, who was talking about um uh, a Nova uh, radio personality. That's I'll give it that. Basically said he speaks fluent. Western suburbs goes out to these events 
and he speaks to these people and they hear him. And that mm. is his talent. And that is incredible because I get on the radio and I try and speak to Western Sydney, instantly think I'm a cunt. And you I don't blame be, them. You, you Maybe I kind of am. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you like, you know, if you speak idiot, you can reach a lot of people. And she just knows how to do it. And it just fucking works. So congratulations to that. But you're using it to enhance your status, enhance your bank account, and destroy society all at once. How about you don't? How about you don't? What do you reckon? Ah, worthy nominee. And our final nominee for the gold cookie, Joel, is Thanos. Thanos Panayides, my very favourite member of the freedom movement and the giant brain Mm. of the freedom movement. You know, the the sort of Steve Biko of uh, of the freedom freedom movement. He makes terrible merch. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants. He wears it all the time. He's the only one. He's the only one you yeah. ever see in Fanos Panayetti's oh, merch Rose. is Fanos Panayetti. Because he gave out a bunch of freebies to a few like influential people, but most of them don't wear it. But Lizzie Rose is like, oh, well, it's free, Free T-shirt. Right? Hey, I just doubled the size of my wardrobe. She's not known um, for her wealth. <laughs> He's, uh, he made a buy and sell classified sort of website I love that. that nobody wants to use and then got angry. He got so <laughs> angry. He does get angry a lot. He made that video where he's like, I made this thing for you and you won't fucking use it. What's like, fucking wrong with you? I do everything for you and you won't. You won't. I was like, wow. <laughs> and got that very like- angry and smashed his phone at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's famous uh, we knew he was a rising star in the movement last year when he when he urged people to start smashing their televisions and then filmed himself and others smashing their tellies. Yep. And this sort of leads to the whole problem with Thanos because he's become so divorced from mainstream media. He can't even get the weather, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't have any idea. And so Earlier this year when we had a lunar eclipse with a blood moon, he was doing a live and telling his people in his sort of terrified voice, terrified voice, please, can you get someone go outside and tell me what's going on with the moon? <laughs> somehow we had made the moon angry. So and good. it was due to basically just crash into Earth and kill everybody. So it beautiful. Just it's so too funny. big and it's too red. I don't trust it. It's no good. <laughs> Dave Nix is watching you know, going, fuck, maybe he's right. Yeah, Shit, and, I thought it was the clouds that are going to kill Thanos, us. if you still had a fucking working television and you had on the Channel 9, Channel 7, Channel 10, SBS, ABC, they would have told you, mate, tonight, lunar eclipse, blood moon, going to be weird. Yeah, but you can't trust that. No, you can't trust that because that's that's what made the moon angry in the first place. I mean, don't you learn from your mistakes? Man? It was the fun. It was the funniest moment of uh, the entire movement for me, and that's why the winner is dun, 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 dun. Thanos. Deserves it. Now, now Thanos can't be with us this evening, as the moon is in wane, and he thinks that is a sign of the end of the world as we know it. Even though it happens every twenty-eight days, Thanos, you dumb cunt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send his gold cookie onto him so he can use it to smash up what remains of his sparse household furniture. Take this alarm clock. I never Angry. fucking liked you. Angry young man, <laughs> but a genius in a way yeah. oh. and the dumbest human on the planet in every other way. He speaks a different kind of idiot. Monica speaks to the heart of idiots and Fanel speaks to the sort of the bit between your testicles and your anus of idiots. And it's just a weird situation. I don't know how he cuts through, but somehow he does. 
And as the tears flow and the recriminations begin on Telegram, we remind listeners uh, we'll be back with a normal conditional release program programming where we'll ask the question, would you buy a rock from a stone? Oh, I see what you did there. That's yeah, mysterious. Yeah. That's mysterious. That, that's very clever. That's very clever. It's hints in the episode. Look, it has been a completely mental week or so on the fringe. We love doing the cookers this week, but oh my God, there's been so much going on. A lot. Kids in yeah. Canberra have lost their fucking minds. Yeah. Dave O'Neegs did a thousand kilometer round trip, only to be told to fuck <laughs> this off. Is very funny. Yeah. And look, we will see, and you will see, because I've got like a link dump of stuff, which is yes. going to wind up being an overflow episode. It so promises to be a huge episode join the Patreon. next week. And of course, we'll have all your favorites, including The Week in Craggy Pete, oh, and which Pete. Black Pill fuckwit said that. Until then, it's good night from the cookies. Congratulations to all the winners and to the losers. Fuck off and try harder next year. You've got it in you guys. Get at it. Bye now. Bye.